0: this is what hard to swallow
1: gross Ooh. she should have put him back on the rack you can ask out to me
0: hi swallowers <laughs> Well, welcome back to Hard to Swallow Podcast. And look who the fuck we have here today. Today, I have my regular rotating co-host, Marcus B. Hey, y'all. Lindsey Wagner. Hi, guys.
1: I'm a little under the weather.
0: And the other Negro that was on the cover, Jay Bolin.
2: Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: so happy to have you here today. We really miss you. And I know some people were probably looking at the cover like, well, he was on the cover, but he's not on the episode today. So I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about you.
2: Okay. Well, I'm sorry, guys, that I missed the first um concert. I wasn't notified of our tour date. I know. Um, <laughs> But I am <laughs> <J-Bowman>. <laughs> Coming from the south side of Chicago, I am Team Libra. Um, and a little bit about me, I am the Hermione Granger of all things anime and comic book-like, and I guess you can say I'm a writer.
0: That you are a writer. Own it.
2: Okay? Mm-hmm. Now... I feel like a writer when I'm wearing my white gown coming down. Bo- oh, I was gonna say Bored the
0: shower. Border's been out of business. Bitch, they been <laughs> booked and packed and sent home. And you know what's so funny? That used to be the spot for like the hookups in the bathroom. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> anyway, we going skip
2: that. I have a story for that. Bitch,
0: we're not gonna start that today. But let's get to this. I'm gonna open up the show by first giving an apology. (laughs) One, that motherfucking episode was two hours and thirty something minutes. Bitch, how dare us it was. It was. (laughs) That's why I need to make it to the show, Chad. That's exactly why. (laughs) (laughs) Because bitch, you would have added a whole nother hour yourself. But now, with today's episode, we're aiming at an hour and all future episodes moving forward. Also, I have to give an apology to one <laughs> unfortunate woman that I really put on the spot. Her, she goes by the name of Evan's first name, Faith. <laughs> I have to apologize to you. You know, I really crossed the line and I know I did. I ain't have no business talking about your face like that. You are a beautiful woman and you are aging. You are aging, and I I, I <laughs> Precisely. love you, and you are a 90s, not icon, legend, no, statement, statement. You no, know, I think that is a... Mary
2: J. Blast, she's not, but oh, no. she's
0: Ooh. a statement. Wow. Oh, uh, well, there you have it. The legend wow. has spoken, and you are a statement, but you are a well-respected
3: one, and we love you. You apologize and tried her again. I might pay it. Damn, was that Give apology? me one more chance,
2: child. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show
0: is called yeah. Too Much of a Cat to be yeah. Smitten by a Kitten. Inspired by a quote from Lindsay that she brought up in the last episode. I really want to yes. thank you for that. Yes. Well, actually, that
1: was a quote from Shauna Valenciaga.
0: Absolutely. She, yeah. So let's definitely mm-hmm. give our tribute to her, that person first. Yes, yes. So now I'm going to move into our hot topics of the last two weeks. Of course, you know, there's always shit going on in the world. And you know who the the first bitches (laughs) on my mind this week? I had to put it on the top of my list. I'm going to start with Kim K and her homophobia and Tyson Uh. Beckford with his body
3: shaming of women. Anybody want to start with that? I think Lindsay wants to.
1: I could start in in. <laughs> well, but well, those we who have...
0: don't know, let's just you know they had a little back and forth on Instagram because she yes, posted a it. picture, a paparazzi shot actually, and her body was looking a little excessive. And Tyson <laughs> thought the <laughs> need to put his two cents, whose two pennies, in and say sorry. I don't care for it personally. She is not real. Doctor fucked up her right hip.
3: He was right about that part. Bitch, don't do that. Why do we have to be hard? That right hip was chewing it. The right hip. Let
1: me tell you something.
3: It was chewing bagels. What's not Tyson do you have to say ain't
1: got nothing else better to do than be trolling the internet, looking at pussies, <laughs> labias. Ooh. More precisely, he mm-hmm. has nothing better to do. This is a one, a beautiful, gorgeous man. But he ain't got nothing better to do than to be on the internet trolling looking at pussies.
0: And singling pussies out one woman. women. To take her down. Shut because the fuck Why don't
2: he ask uh, Tyra Banks for a job on Top Model? Thank you. <laughs> That's, a That's a good suggestion. That's what he needs to be doing. Putting
1: a new portfolio together.
0: No, I don't think he needs loans on the <laughs> he show. Did. He would just get it canceled again.
1: Policing labias is not cool. It's not. Mind your business. That's... And it's not even somebody you fucking. You're not fucking her. So why do you even care?
0: But also for all straight men,
1: and anybody
0: that says that they love women, if you love women, why do you attack and shame
2: them? Why? Why? And you went out of your way to do it. Sir. You went out of your way.
1: This, this good lady paid to get her pussy lopsided. That
0: ain't <laughs> none of your concern. But bitch, she ain't innocent. Let's get straight to the T. Bitch, get why would that. she say, it. Sis, we all know you don't care for it. Now, I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of us, myself included, have been questioning Tyson Beckford's sexuality for quite some time. But I don't care because I'm a gay that man and I'm not overly it, concerned bitch. with it. But, if she is truly an ally, why use that to weaponize against Tyson Ducker in that manner? You get what I'm saying? girls?
1: Stop, do weapon- stop doing that shit. And I'm going to call the gay community out because y'all piss me the fuck off. You love calling the black them out. Gay. I'm, and i gay. And I'm about to say it. You motherfuckers went ham when dumbass Tamar and Kay Michelle, they do that shit all the time. And y'all go crazy, weaponizing, um, unveiled sexuality, hurling at them like it's something to be ashamed of, like it's something horrible, like it's something bad. Y'all t- always take them to task. This mm-hmm. bitch, y'all are so in love with this bitch. Barely anything was said. It was more like, well, you know, he shouldn't be policing her.
0: He shouldn't. But that doesn't excuse her. Being homosexual
1: is a bad thing. Right. Like he's intimating that he was hiding his sexuality. Exactly. And also inferring that that said sexuality is a bad thing.
4: She
0: needs to shut her
1: fucking stupid ass mouth up. And that's why I don't think she really even said shit. She knew, I think she
0: fucked up. I think she knows she fucked up, and that's why she didn't really say much about it. She
1: doesn't know. This is the thing about Kim Kardashian, though. And I don't care, people, black people. They, if you know, if you don't praise the ground this bitch walks on, you're a hater because you're not as pretty. I don't give a fuck about this bitch. And let me tell you something. Um, the fact of the matter is, she is. her response was precisely precisely um, what's my word expected from her because she's such a vapid individual who doesn't care about anyone but herself.
0: Her response
1: was for me to say that was rooted in for anyone to say that what I said was rooted in homophobia, homophobia is completely ridiculous. All my best friends are homosexual. I am the most. Oh my God! How dare she use that?
0: The the the. I have stop. a black friend rhetoric. Like stop it.
4: Oh, <laughs> So to close annoying. this
0: draining ass shit out <laughs> i can say that i did like tyson Beckford's response he didn't even really clear up whether he was gay or not when he said living my best life i'm good love enjoy and he also said that he supports lgbtq folks and i'm not even gay it's just a human thing to do apply to He's you late. but bitch y'all both deserve some time both of you are late yeah y'all both late Sit that in the sit in the corner. Do see your research and moving right the fuck along.
1: Go back to being beautiful. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, from be you. pretty
0: and shut your goddamn mouth. Okay, mm. now moving along to topic two of the day. Now yes. I want to talk about Slim Thug when he was on ninety seven point nine the Box <laughs> Radio Station, and he said that Sierra's relationship was a sham. My first thing I want to point out though. It's who the fuck named him Slim Thug? Little Kim was little, Fat Joe was fat, Slim Thug was <laughs> never fucking slim. slim. Never fucking slim. Slim Thug. Buh,
1: buh. He did it because he was tall. Exactly.
0: Uh, child. <laughs> now let's get to what he said. He's claiming that she isn't. She's with him for sti- financial stability. And how can a girl that go from future? How can a girl go from future to being with Russell? He's corny and all of that.
3: Oh. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't the only person thinking that. Okay. Let's just be honest.
2: First off, I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. You said that she was with Russell for financial stability. I looked up uh, Sierra and Slim Thug's net worth. She's Tell 10 it. times your net worth. She's worth $20 million <laughs> in 20 your worth, too. bitch. So maybe, Slim Thug, you should go get you a Russell Wilson. It should be taking financial okay? advice. Okay.
3: okay. He said I'm not saying she's a gold digger, but you know, let's, I just think let's you know kill,
1: let's kill the girl because she don't wanna be she don't wanna really be in a harem of baby mothers. Okay? <laughs> right. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I <laughs> mentioned somebody said me. last week that I like a street dude. I do. But I ain't no in no harem. It's it's all relative. And that situation was not for her. And she's entitled to that. She is entitled Absolutely. to be with a man that loves her, wants to take care of her and her children. Shut the fuck up.
0: What you got to say, so, Jay?
1: He mad because Latoya Luckett got rid of his dumb ass and got her a nice guy, too. And <laughs> living her, nice, her life nicely as well. He just
0: wish he was as happy as she is. And Charles. I think at the end of the day, how do we all <laughs> date somebody... And that was typically your type. And then you get to a point in your life after you're tired of getting your motherfucking heart broken, your mind uh-huh. played with. And you said, I don't want
3: a man like that. No motherfucking mo. I guess that's right. what it was. Absolutely. But but I'm not surprised. I mean, I I don't see her looking like she's crazy for him. Let me just put it like that. But it's not our business. <laughs> she, that's the way I see. It. Catchy, I don't. Though. To me, he, he to me, he said too much. He was being disrespectful. But I agree with the first comment that to me she doesn't look. He
1: is corny. He
3: to- is. She doesn't look totally in he's love with him. He's
0: corny by your
3: definite. Well, by- if you're from the hood, he's corny in our classifications of corny. He is absolutely. I- I'm not corny. even saying he's corny. I'm just saying she don't look like she's thrilled.
2: She looks happy to me.
0: She looks happy as fuck to me. Really? She? Yes, she does. Yeah. But I do think that this is a guy that's very much outside of her typical taste and. I am curious to know what it's like in bed.
3: I am. Oh, I really? Am. Really? Yes. I but, think she she probably eats his butt. And Just that like is we, perfectly fine. No, and I would love but, to see what, it. I'm <laughs> like, I think
1: she's kind of endearing because even his ex-wife, there's a video of his ex-wife, like when they were married, and I think she's a white girl, saying, he was. she was saying like, oh, he loves Ciara. Like even back then. Before he ever <laughs> even knew her and he was married <laughs> to someone else. He's like, basically always had a crush on her. And he, and she specifically, I think she stated the the video ride, mm-hmm. that was his shit. So, a man yes. went after video. what he
0: wanted.
1: Okay. okay. Unlike
0: these other motherfuckers that think that they're entitled <laughs> to something. And for that reason.
1: Exactly.
3: And for that reason, I can change my mind. Because if he went after her, it's because he wanted her and she probably fell
0: for him. And Slim Bull can take a lesson or two to learn what a real man is like. That is, uh, he works, he loves his woman, he's her biggest fan. Take notes. He change Thank your you. fucking name. He couldn't take it. To me, <laughs> he, he went too far. He couldn't Ooh. take it. Focus on that. I do. I want to commend Sierra
3: for the way... For two things, actually. Oh, you want to commend her for... Almost, almost, so Almost, almost, That lyric. I'm not that.
0: Okay. But I do want to commend her for how she responded to it on Instagram. It was very mature. She came to her man's defense. And, like, these cryptic messages of, like... um, you know, she, she make saying what is considered cool, and I like that as opposed to taking a dirty route and mm-hmm. adding some thugs. She didn't do that.
2: I also don't have to. She don't have to. Don't have to. The biggest claim to fame is Beyonce check up on it. So. Why even ask? Yeah. That is
0: my motherfucking song, by
3: the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is my
0: motherfucking song. I was actually listening to it at the gym the day. Wasn't
3: that a number one for her?
0: <laughs> yes, it was. It was a number one for it, it her. Was. And this that little yes, that little blink. back little roll thing that she do, but baby. That song gets me up. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But um, well, also thank
1: you, Slim Thug.
0: Yeah, I'll also close this out. She ain't even pressed by Slim. I'm sorry, Big Thug. She ain't even pressed by Big Thug because (laughs) she got this amazing Level Up song out, which has been my workout anthem. And everybody's doing the Level Up Challenge. And did y'all see Mm -hmm. Missy Elliott tag in and did a remix? You know, she infamous for a remix. She did a little rap to it. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so cute. That was so cute. (laughs) All
3: in your tummy. (laughs) All in your tummy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So go ahead and be happy, mm-hmm. Sierra, with your man Russell and your uh, children and all the happiness that you deserve. And let Big Ass Thug just be miserable by <laughs> himself. <stamps. laughs> okay. Let's talk about JLo receiving the video, Michael Jackson Video <sighs> Vanguard Award. It was announced. For oh, what video? Oof. Oh, oh, bitch, that is my question. But let's not get there. It was announced. July 30th, and she praised, you know, Tina Turner and Madonna and Janet and Michael, because she was inspired by all of them. Well, she well, she should have said that. She should have. And she Damn also it. said that for next year, Missy and Lady Gaga will be great picks for next year.
3: And what I have to say about that is they deserved it this year. Well, first of all, yeah, for did. her to... Well, I'm, you know what? I'm glad she said it. She said what I wanted to say. She did she did absolutely. but you know jennifer lopez she i'm not she's a she's, smart girl she's a smart girl she's smart and she's yeah. humble
0: yeah and we, she didn't choose she didn't seek after this award so we can't really attack her for this oh, we right. didn't need to attack the committee because i want to know what motherfucking video y'all watch and convince y'all in y'all mind that said oh we definitely got to give it give her the michael jackson award
1: the it michael jackson award come on what video is? This? I would love to know. I love. Video. I'm, I'm glad though. That is her. my
3: song. Okay, maybe walking on sunshine. Maybe
1: this I'm glad. Love don't
3: cost maybe a thing.
2: I'm glad uh, is my video. That yeah, is me and Jake were just only. talking about that. I don't Jennifer Jennifer remember that one. It's like on the flash I dance did.
0: inspired video. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I that love was my all song. of them, and I have her 20th anniversary. Um, you know, collect.
2: We
1: ain't gonna talk about it
3: though. Yeah, they just want her to give that 20 minute performance that they asked him to do. A video Vanguard.
1: I mean. <sighs> but they still named one. Them videos that were
0: yeah. Uh, and and none mm-hmm. of them are truly exciting, and I mean, Missy and Gaga put so much into their videos, so it's I really mean, a slap in the, the face. Applause.
3: Missy, a m- Missy first, then oh Gaga. Please. Gaga, well, uh, to be
2: honest, Gaga has like I don't even know how many Dmas J Lo even had, but I know Missy has like six. And I believe Gaga has like ten or twelve. So, uh, so how what was the standard did they not for get even this?
3: suggesting J Lo? Then
2: I want to know what standard they were going by.
3: Maybe we'll see it when they when they air the show. And but
1: ain't, but shit,
0: they really show ain't
3: yeah. shit they can show me. Ain't shit they can. I love J Lo too.
1: And she's really pretty and still looks. She's great a gorgeous girl 50.
0: with yeah. average acting like myself and. <laughs> Actually, me and J are very much alike. Um, a beautiful person, <laughs> average to mediocre acting skills. What um, the hell up? Girl, somewhat good in fashion, but really it's about what the clothes just look good on her. It's not really her fashion sense. Yeah.
2: Mediocre acting oh. skills. You mean when she's online and when she's on them movies pretending to be a white woman? <laughs> but, no, isn't she <laughs> pretending to be a white woman in every movie that she's in? She looks like Mandy Moore in all of her <laughs> movies with them <laughs> with that wig dog. that, 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 that distress wig <laughs>
0: Yes, she really does. Playing suburban white woman con every time.
2: Every well, time. She hasn't I'm been li- at a BMA since
0: 2001. It so it'll be great to see her back. Damn. I know. Well, No, let me correct that. She hasn't performed at a BMA since 2001. So it'll mm. be great to see her back. And I'm glad she was humble about it and that she gave um, a tribute to Missy and Lady Gaga. And I yeah. think that's the best way yeah. to be graceful about it. She gonna eat that performance, too. She's going to eat that performance. As long like, as her breakfast. mic is off yeah, and the is. lip syncing is on, Ooh. the uh, yeah. performance is going to be amazing dance-wise. Okay. Because I don't know her, said Mariah Carey, but we do. We do.
4: For <laughs> her <laughs> dancing. We
0: do. For her nah. dancing. <laughs> so let's move along. Let's talk about my homegirl. Ooh, I mean homeboy. From Chicago, <laughs> the south side of Chicago, Taylor <laughs> Bennett. <laughs> He was recently on The Breakfast Club to discuss his music and life after coming out. Um, if you don't know, on August 6th, he stopped by to promote his EP, Be Yourself. He's the younger brother of Chance the Rapper. What do you guys think about him coming out and being on The Breakfast Club? I do want to say first, if you watched the interview, they were pretty nice. I, I enjoyed the tone from what I saw. The tone was very respectful. Um, I think it's very rare when Charlemagne and... Um, what's her name? Miss Lee? Oh, he, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> her her 2 faced ass. Ain't she two-faced? But yes. I, I, I respected the uh. tone because after seeing interviews with like Jane and Mock when they... Some questions
3: make me itch. They always do that to women that come on that show. Though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know how they were going to receive Taylor. Um, but um,
3: what I liked about that was that he said shit that was specific. Basically, when he was talking about, oh, they were like, well, do people ever uh, have gay jokes? And he's like, I'm black. Like, gay jokes is... You know that's how well, every joke is a gay joke from Chicago. Uh, when you when you growing up, if you ever been at a lunch
0: table in Chicago in grammar school, bitch, it is reading session
3: the reading from <laughs> end to in. It gets crazy, no, and I don't think that um, the celebrities get to get to say that enough about our community. And I just Thank felt God. like his interview was a breath of fresh air. Uh, it's a forty five minute interview, yeah, but I think it was fantastic. I mean. More power to him. He's on his album cover in a rainbow Speedo. Yeah, he is. But that, was,
0: that was so extra. But you know what? I love it. I love, I love
3: it. it. Yeah, me
0: too. And he's a rapper um, through and through. You know, he said he grew up in hip-hop. um, And that has not changed. I like that his family and friends, he said they did not treat him differently at all. And that might not seem like a lot for some people. But for a lot of people that get put out and they're homeless and abandoned... It's a big deal. It's a huge deal.
1: I also thought it was a big deal that he acknowledged people that were thrown out and that were homeless.
0: Oh my god! And yeah. also, yes.
1: you know, and he um, also acknowledged
0: that um, LGBT homelessness is um, on a um, what do you call that decline. It's
3: it's most of them. It's the majority. It's, mo- it's the majority, majority of yes. them. Experience the majority it. of the no.
1: homelessness is comprised of LGBT yeah. um, youth, Really yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, he said the me, pro- um, best
0: wording for this is interview. if we are disproportionately homeless. I, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. and because of common, simple things like coming out of the clouds and owning your identity and living your truth. So, I really appreciated him, um, you know, bringing, shedding a light on that again. That was a big thing.
1: What do you guys think, well I'm asking you guys, what do you guys think of him being under the banner or the um, label bisexual as opposed to just gay? I mean that very well could be his experience, it's not like bisexual people do not exist. But what do you guys think about him um, really running with that label as opposed to just saying he's a gay artist?
2: What do
0: you think about that, well,
2: Jay? If you're not gay and you're bi, then claim what you are. I feel like a lot of people do this to to bisexual men. They want them to say that they're gay, even though there are plenty of bisexual men in the world. So if you are just bisexual and you did dabble in both, then you should mm-hmm. be able to claim that.
0: And I do think that some people don't want to admit it, that sexuality is kind of a Kinsey scale for a lot of people, and it can change over time. You know, I myself, when I first came out, I did claim bisexual, but for me, it was more of like a safety net to fall back on just so I can say that I love women. But I was attracted to women, and I... Abandoned that over time, but eventually I got back to the fact that I do love women. It just happened to be more dominant masculine (laughs) women. But I do love women and I I love trans men, I love trans women, but I primarily am attracted to cisgender men. But yeah, it's it's not for us to define. If he changes later and says, "No, I'm more, I'm more strongly attracted to men," let him do that. It's not for us to decide.
2: Got it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I agree.
0: Cutie. Yeah, oh, oh, I gotta say this. He's only twenty two years old, so I do oh, like he's young. Yeah,
1: he's so young. Um, he's really young.
0: Yeah, he's l- like literally a baby, and I will be trying mm. to change that soon. when I go to Chicago this weekend, I'm just, <laughs> but um, if I yeah, he's young, and he was talking about. I thought it was funny. He was talking about how his DMs are crazy. He'd be scared to check them now because people be sending him all types of crazy things. Oh, I bet. Oh, I
3: bet. Oh,
0: I. Yeah.
3: Mm.
0: oh, And I was just, I Mm. wanted to comment on the the Breakfast Club post and ask him, uh, did you get the dick and ass picture I sent you two days ago?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Mm. Of
0: course
3: he did.
1: Mm. Of course he did. Hmm.
3: Maybe not. We'll find out some other time. Okay. He's kind of cuter than Chance to me. Yeah.
1: I think he is too. He's
0: cute. I do. Me too. (laughs) I would date him. Okay. And he's, wow. well, well, no, <laughs> Chance the Rapper is kind of cuter and I can't, every time I would go over his house, I would be like, damn, I want your brother. He got some big jaws. I love it. And uh, you know, they do shows in the bedroom. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
3: <laughs> they were, tr- they were trying Chance the Rapper's um, fiance too. But that's another story. And Yeah, they it were. really is. Mm. They were trying her.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's get into our need some head segment. Getting some head, you know. Oh, <laughs> my favorite. I couldn't wait Ooh. for it this week because the person deserving of some head this week, I don't even have to get on my knees to Ooh. give them head. I could literally <laughs> stand up to You're this 6'8 motherfucking Nero me. and just go here. <laughs> The person deserving of head this week is LeBron James, a.k.a. King Ooh. James, a.k.a. Yes. Daddy. Yes. <laughs> a.k.a. Daddy. Says Beyonce. Oh. LeBron James needs some head, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying, these. he's so deserving of these jobs that it's just ridiculous. I'm just, he came out with the I Promise score, and it's unlike anything else. Anybody has ever heard of? It's kind of yep. a public school. It's um, it's in Ohio, in yeah. my home city. Oh, Yay. yeah. Well, that's not a city. That's a state. Okay. Well, I mean, sorry. Oh, it's state. in Akron. Oh, okay. Think. Um. So yeah, it started. It opened up now. It has third and fourth graders, two hundred and forty students right now. But let me break it the fuck down. This school has free down. tuition. Free uniforms, free bicycles, free helmets, free transportation within two miles, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, a free pantry for families in need, GED job placement program, guaranteed admission oh, yeah. into the University of Akron for all students who graduate. Open your motherfucking legs and lay it out. <laughs> lay it the fuck let's out.
1: the shop. He literally okay, just became Oprah.
0: Oprah blushed, bitch. Bitch, he b- became Oprah, the Oprah of basketball. Mm. He did. Put them balls on my forehead And now let me turn around On the wall and just, just give you dome. And this is an all due respect To his wife Savannah Brinson James and you might want to give it to him Yourself but if it's not as good I'm going to have to You know provide backup support It won't be
1: No it won't <laughs> Nobody can
0: give head oh. like Emery Lavelle Well that's <laughs> that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, um, an experienced gay man. Oh. <laughs> okay? That's such a
3: cliche comment.
0: Yeah, yeah. but it's just, you it can't. <laughs> well, that th- that's not necessarily true. So what, what, was that, <laughs> what was that, Lindsay? What was
1: that, Lindsay? Just a child for your nerves. <laughs>
0: LeBron James, by the way, is only thirty three years old, worth four hundred and forty million dollars. Wow, that's crazy.
2: He is, and that's it's so nice to see a young. Black man, black man out here doing these type of things for his community and actually giving back. I cannot stand LeBron James on the court of basketball, but I am here for everything LeBron James when he is not on the court of basketball. I
1: cannot stand mm. him on the court either. And, and I can't stand I, his yeah, hair oh, here's
2: I a, sure do. Here's
0: a, mm. Oh, but also, he deserves some hair for something else. He made two Instagram posts celebrating women of color. But honestly, he should have just said black woman because all the women he posted were black. <laughs> I'm
1: going to get to that. Go ahead. I'm going to get in there.
0: But anyway, so he made a post based, starting with the words, nothing in the world is more powerful than colored women. Thank you for not settling and setting great examples. My daughter is watching. The most powerful thing for me was that he included the three Main stars of the cast of Pose, he put that out magazine cover in the collage. Mm. Uh, um, Angel, Blanca, and Electra from the show were on it. And mm-hmm. that was so important to me. That
1: was major. It is.
0: Yeah. Major. I would have never even guessed that he would do something like that. It's really unprecedented, I think, of it a really basketball is. player, a
3: sports athlete, probably. Oh. Were those? Oh. Go
1: ahead.
3: No, go ahead, you. First, somebody say. No, it. I
1: was just gonna say, especially at a time where masculinity seems like it. Well, in an area where masculinity seems so fragile, so
0: damn fragile. The fact
1: that he would do that. I mean, for me, that's the only reason why I finished giving him some heads. It, because at first, mm-hmm. when I first read it, I pulled back.
3: Why'd you pull like, back?
1: You might have to take me to dinner first.
3: No, okay. Well, Why'd you pull back? Yeah.
1: She
3: the thing. Why'd she pull back? Why'd you pull back, Lindsay?
1: I pulled back on the head because of this pose. A foot. I'm not going to be nitpicky.
0: Because of the colored, we, colored women? Then. I'm not,
1: I'm not going to do that. I, the colored women. I mean, he is a 30-something-year-old millennial. He used the word colored. That's weird to me. But I'm not even going to nitpick that. I'm going to nip. What I'm going to talk about is the overall narrative that I have a problem with. And in my mind, I'm like, do black women really need this particular kind of comment, though? At this point, I want protection from my man. Like, black women need protection from black men. We're not revered. That's the whole point. And I also find it, this narrative of being stronger than other women me is lame and it's beginning to run its course. I also find it interesting that he chose like magazine covers as example of, examples of our strength and mm. power rather than our fucking beauty. We mm. are beautiful. That is the narrative that needs to be pushed. We're beautiful. We're resilient.
4: We are, a we to are
1: that. feminine. We are We are vulnerable. We are nurturing. We're sexy. We have the same fucking swag that black men have. Yes, we have it all. We're not always just powerful. and I'm sick of that shit. I am. What about did you see all
0: of the women that he put on the post?
1: I do, but he only talks about strength and power. He didn't call Mm. any of them beautiful. He didn't call his wife beautiful, his daughter beautiful, when which they are. You know what I mean? That's the narrative I want stated publicly. I didn't didn't even think about that. Is that
0: why, if he would have made the the post about, well, okay, I think it's important to say that black (laughs) women are beautiful. But I also think that on the other side, when you make a post about women and you always object them to, or subject them to their beauty and how they
1: look, it could be. We're never. we not that. I'm begging to be objectified. That I don't want that either. Mm-hmm. But the winning. The narrative is we're strong. We're powerful. We're yeah. abrasive. <laughs> we're the We always talk about how strong we are. I'm tired yeah. of it. I'm mm-hmm. tired of it. Yeah. He's he's using magazine co- magazine covers are there to highlight beauty. Hmm. And all true. kinds of things. All types of things that we encompass as well. Mm-hmm. Saying we're beautiful is not necessarily objectifying us. I mean, listen. I'm not going to rake him over the coals. I do appreciate his acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the compliment. We can take compliments. But that strong shit is getting old. <laughs> we is so much more than that.
3: Okay. And you have spoken. I but said it. I thought she said she wasn't going to be nitpicky. Listen,
1: <laughs> well, he got his I head. Said I, nit- I said I wasn't going to be nit. She said that's why she pulled back. Clothes.
0: That's why she pulled back. But anyway, getting back to the school, I like the school <laughs> motto. The school motto is "nothing is given, everything is earned." But what I do have to yeah. say to him is, "Well, we giving you this head, and you earned it too." <laughs> exactly. Yes, you yes, so did. So good uh, job, New LeBron James. Yeah. Leaving
2: you with open okay. arms and an, an open, open
0: mouth, bitch. Open right. mouth, bitch.
3: Y'all are my motherfucking people. Okay. <laughs> until Thank he you. until he comes. Into Ooh.
0: bitch, there's no other way to do it.
3: But you need to Ooh. you need to mention that part too, though. Oh, you know, sometimes you get locked on ahead,
0: okay. of, ahead of time. Sometimes you gotta tell a bitch, listen, if you holding your nut back, you're gonna miss your blessing. <laughs> right.
1: I <'Cause>...
0: think <laughs> <laughs> okay, 30 minutes. All right. Thank you. We're gonna be moving into our topics.
1: Is the T-O-D the topic of the day?
0: So our topic of the day, once again, is Too much of a cat to be smitten by a kitten. Now, what that means to me for today and today alone, because it may mean something different for some other people, but I want to talk about as a black gay man, on someone that is an ally, our most defining gay experience that shaped us into who we are today, and how we can't be tried with no kitten shit, or just how we shaped our minds, and it, uh, you know, it just shaped us in a way that we think and move differently. All right. Yes. So I'm alright. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I. Really want to talk about my story. You know, coming out of the closet, um, when I was 15, 16 years old, I always say 15, 16 because I was on almost 16. And, um, that whole transition with realizing how, um, your relationships with your family and your relationships with your friends could burn. The bridges can burn instantly or they can abandon you at any moment just because of the way they feel about you for being gay. and I think that that had a very that that, that shaped me in ways that I did not realize until later on in my adulthood, you know and then after that, realizing that people can just walk out of your life, I started hanging around my gay family and with them, I learned. That bitches steal. They take your credit card numbers. They, you know, try to set up bills in your name. All these types of things.
2: And I was like... And that's why cats got beef with rats. Bitch.
1: (laughs) That's
0: why cats got beef
2: with rats. Okay.
1: Okay. yeah. Uh, And when you Mm -hmm. see
0: types of shit like that, you be like... You become distrusting. And you realize you can't trust everybody. And sometimes you just got to let certain bitches go because they're toxic. You know? Yes. They meant to be in your life. So, for me, that leads me to my story of when a motherfucking kitten tried me. (laughs) And that kitten was a former close friend of mine. Mm. So, this all happened around the time when I was in a relationship and he was in a relationship and I I had moved to D.C., Philly area, and he was still in Chicago. So we were just going about our life being adults or whatever. And I decided to visit back home. I remember coming back home to Chicago, ordering food, going shopping. And then I get home. uh, My friend asked to come with me. I'm like, oh, yeah, come back to the house. Boom, boom, boom. As usual, he always spends the night for multiple days. Sometimes I can't get this bitch to leave. This actually is a bitch that would have sex with other people in my house, but you know I have a laid back type of setting, so I didn't mind.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's kind of trashy what? like that.
2: Girl, don't get me started.
0: I you Jay used to always call this bitch my son. I'm like, that is not no, that was- you my daughter, right? <laughs> That's not my <laughs> daughter. But that what that is a gap in maturity and not just age. I think there's a bigger gap in maturity than it is age because we were only maybe two or three years apart. But I think my experiences hardened me faster than it mm. did him. And also going away to college and being alone, having to take care of myself and all those things again about my family and abandonment things. So I remember going back to the house, and then a few hours passed by and and then I noticed some random charges on my bank account. Ugh. And I was like, bitch, how do these charges appear on my account if I, where, I'm like, this is clearly credit card fault, but it appeared on my bank statement, right? Um, so I'm like, okay, let me try to find out how this happened. I'm looking for my debit card. It was on my person. It was in my bag. So I'm like, how the fuck did these charges appear and I still have my card? So I'm thinking maybe I sat my card down somewhere and somebody took a picture of it. I could be pretty reckless and careless sometimes. So I'm calling these companies and I'm checking to see like, wait, these are Chicago companies. So this happened while I'm in Chicago. So that did narrow it down for me. But then I, I couldn't get to the bottom of it that day. The next day, I got more charges. Mm. And I'm like, okay, bitch. Did somebody not order $40 in motherfucking food? <laughs> uh-uh. And then guess what? A week uh-huh. after that. No, no, no. Three days after that. A bitch tried about a $400 snake. Uh-huh. A, rep, a fucking reptile snake. <laughs> no but on my oh, bank man. account it said like some type of reptile, reptile store so i didn't know exactly what they were trying to order so i'm asking, like i'm trying to figure what the fuck is going on so here's this part i did not tell you in the past before this i had a situation with this close friend before where some money came missing and bitch i put this money in the same pocket every time I leave my house and it wasn't where I left it. And then when I came back before, he was like, oh, I didn't take your money. But his boyfriend at the time was there. And he said that his boyfriend might have took it. I'll replace it. But I'm like, why are you trying to replace something if you didn't take it? Uh Right. But, and I remember that day so clearly because the next day after I couldn't find it, after 24 hours, I put on my motherfucking do-rag. I put on my basketball shorts. I put on my good gym shoes. And I said, okay, I need some answers because I'm, fin- I'm about to fight somebody. I'm. There. It due, takes a lot to get me to
2: that point. <laughs> you need and your trade. Mind you, <laughs> I was hyping him up the entire you time was was because I reached out and to I you that day. And I was like, "Whoop
0: his ass!" And I was about to <laughs> whoop his motherfucking ass like I ain't been mm. a bitch ass in about four or five years. So I was about to let it's all my time. frustration out. Um, but. I get in the house, he's like, Well, I'm gonna walk you to the ATM. I can give you 30 now and I'll give you the rest later. Da-da-da. So funny, because he was just talking about how his phone bill just so happened to be almost close to the same amount that was also missing. So now wow. I'm really side eyeing him. And as we he was walk- he's told me that he was gonna give the money because I'm at this point I'm silent. He's talking, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna give you some money, da-da-da. I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm like, let's go to the ATM. We walk into the ATM
3: how much does the bitch steal from you
0: at that time it was a hundred something dollars mm. so we squashed that but it did leave a rip in our relationship and i didn't beat <laughs> his ass he left he was like so do you want me to leave i'm like yeah I, I really need you to leave because it's unsettling for me that someone's in my house and money came up missing and i don't know where it went um so back to this day um I couldn't get it to the bottom of it. I went back to Philly and I started doing my motherfucking investigative research. Um, so I'm looking into the stuff. I, I look up the reptile company. I'm seeing that. it's. I, I look at their website and like, what exactly costs $400 fucking dollars? It's a snake. My friend at the time was interested in snakes and bought, bought a snake. not so long ago. The charge got declined. Of course, because I'm broke. And I ain't have $400 in my account. He assumed that I did because I'm on a web series. Bitch, it's all illusions. So illusion. <laughs> it's a part of the illusion. So, okay, I got to the bottom. And I'm like, so that, that was suspicion number one. Suspicion number two. First of all, the charges happened while he was at my house. Suspicion number three, then I look up the, the people, um, the orders of food. It was delivery. All the charges are on the west side of Chicago. I only know, I wasn't even on, first of all, why would I go to the west side of Chicago? Two, <laughs> I'm from the south side. You, I, When you're from the south side, you go downtown or you stay out south. You don't really got yeah. no reason to go up a motherfucking west side. That's really like the boonies. So it ain't no reason to go okay. over there. So I'm like, you're the only person I know that live out west. Then there was a charge for a bus pass, a Ventra bus pass. This was my motherfucking strong point. I called the Ventra company and I was like, did you have a name on the account holder for the card?" Guess who name came up?
3: Uh, uh, uh. The, bitch, the bitch. No. Her boyfriend.
0: His boyfriend. The boyfriend. <laughs> Not Ugh. his name, but the boyfriend's name. So it wasn't immediate to me. Who I was like, who the fuck is this person? I just so happened to be scrolling on Instagram. I saw that bitch face. I said, oh, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 bitch. I motherfucking put all those motherfucking car- transactions down. I made a police support and everything. I gave him a chance to, co- I called him and gave him a chance to confront himself. He was like, why would I do something like that? Da, da da Bitch. I blocked him. I cut him off. And you know what? Being the person I am, I wanted to send him to jail, but that wouldn't help him. I think the biggest lesson for him was losing a best friend because you don't get many in your life. No, I known him for eight years or more, and I know losing me hurt him more than any prison. Well, getting raped in prison would hurt too, but <laughs> she would enjoy it though. She probably would, and she I couldn't give her that it. satisfaction. Thank you, thank you. So, bitch, kitten, don't try to play me. Your lies, yeah. uh, the strike, won- the first time it happened, she, I you know I let it slide. The second time, bitch, no, I'm cutting you off, and you can never. Full of motherfucking cat like me How dare you try to get over (laughs) Okay So now you're gagging and you're alone and friendless And I heard another friend left you And called me and said that some money came missing from him How you doing Moving on to the next
3: story She's still
0: going
2: I told you that's what happened when 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 cat playing you a bum Ain't Mm it
0: You gotta drop bitches Keep it pumping Jay Yeah. Tell me why you're yeah. a cat.
2: Okay. So I kind of always feel like I've always been a cat. Um, growing up on the South side of Chicago and being as feminine as I was growing up, you had to stay ready. People would automatically try you. Stay ready. Um, growing Don't up, have to get ready. I was kind of athletic. I was naturally athletic. So I would play with the boys. I would play basketball with the boys and do well. I would play football with the boys and do well. But I would also go and jump rope with the girls, so <laughs> I was kind of everywhere. That's um, and shit. because, like I said, I was so openly feminine even before I started to realize that I'm gay, um, people would just automatically try you. So by the time I got to high school, I transferred over my second year to an all boys school by the name of Leo, um, out on 79th and in Sangam. So we in the South Side for real. Ooh, um, for real. Um, and at this school, like I said, it's an all-boy school, predominantly black. Like, everybody was black. We had one Mexican guy, student, out of the What's whole What's he really school, Mexican? Was black. <laughs> and Leo is a very athletic-driven school. Um, and it's the type of school where you're literally in the lion's den. I say it all the time. And if you're weak, they're going to chew you up and spit you out every chance that they get. Um, the football players were all friends with each other, the basketball players were all friends with each other. And if you really weren't on the in a track team, our track team was also big. So if you weren't on one of those three, you were already kinda at a disadvantage. Right. Um, when I got that my first year, I was on the football team, but then I was like, I'm tired of football, I'm not really interested. And I I haven't been back since. Um but Leo was the type of school that like I said, they would try you anyway. So, I would get called girl or all these other, like, you know, uh, very man. haunting names. And like I said, I was always ready because i read you. I'll read you back. And if you want to fight about it, we definitely can do that. Who trying to fight a 6'5"? Because six five I am the Amazon that I am. I'm 6'5". You know <laughs> ooh, that fight with me. If I win or lose, you going to feel some hit. Fighting going you gonna go is down. like you... fighting a tree, bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm the Wampin' Willow. Shout out to <laughs> Harry Potter. Come on, Hermione. Okay. <laughs> um, the but one moment... <laughs> one moment that really got to me in my high school year, and this is when I realized that people seem to not find anything wrong with making comments about someone's sexuality or being negative and calling someone faggot and all the rest of these things, we were sitting in Spanish class. And as usual, my teacher, who was literally the real-life ugly Betty, never had <laughs> control of her class. I mean, she literally was. From the outfit, from her hairy arms and that mustache. <laughs> <Bistar>. <laughs> she literally was the real-life ugly Betty. Oh, my God. So she never had control of the class. They have made her cry and walk out The class they have done all Types of things to this lady so She was weak so one day We were sitting in Spanish And this guy I'm not gonna say his name Call him Mr. Brown (laughs) Mr. Brown decided to You know kiki with the girl And get all his little um, His little friends to laugh So he turned around to me and called me a faggot Now Think about Mr. Brown is Mr. Brown could not read a lick of English with his black ass He was the guy in school When the teacher would call on him To read we would be sitting there For 30 to 40 minutes To get past oh, the first paragraph. So I looked at Mr. Brown And I said I may be a faggot but as we sit here In this Spanish class Your ass can't even read English Which is your first language Let alone understand all the Spanish That okay. we're here speaking Mr. Brown can you even spell faggot <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and I waited and I paused The question And is, gave him the opportunity to spell it And he sat there in silence And everyone started to laugh Do you know that my teacher The real life ugly Betty <laughs> Told me that I was being mean For being able to make fun of Mr. Brown Non-reading ass
1: His inability to read? Oh my god
2: She told Are me I was She told me I was being mean, and in that situation, I was wrong. And I said to her, so it's okay for him to call me a faggot, but it's not okay for me to make fun of him needing to be on Hooked on Phonics. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me, well, you took it too far. And I told her, well, listen, I learned a long time ago that other people would not defend you, so you best to believe I'm always going to defend myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't need you. Yes. And I walked right out of her class.
0: As you should have. Thank you.
2: So to Mr. Brown, who's probably still not being able to read to this day <laughs> in 2018, <laughs> <laughs> this faggot is writing, living, and thriving. Thank you, Mr. Brown. On a podcast, <laughs> and I'm sure, And I'm sure that the real-life Ugly baddie is probably still man-listed. and probably
0: don't even got a job because she quit because she couldn't take them damn kid Uh, yeah bitch he probably talking in a fan while you talking in a mic (laughs) bitch (laughs) can't take it okay Uh -uh. (laughs) so Marcus (laughs) tell me why you are cat
2: I'm well, on Marcus the Cast Meow. <laughs> it was
0: a Cast yeah. Meow down the street from my mom's house, by the way. It's a lingerie store. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> the Cat Meow. I saw my first oh go there. I didn't
3: buy it. Shout out. You know, my uh story is, you know, more of a uh, a romantic one. Mm. Oh, only because, oh, you know, people think they can play you um, when you're not. You know, you come into the gay scene, you don't know all the girls that, you know, other people know. Maybe you date someone we who's know, already...
0: Almost all of us know each other.
3: Yeah, well... some when, Most of us. When I got into the scene, I didn't know as many people as this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got together. It was nice or whatever. Um, up until this moment, I had had good examples of relationships and I never dated somebody uh, that I just met on a whim. i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, like at a club or something, real mm-hmm. down and dirty. And, you know, being with this person uh, um, was really a low point in my life because you begin to accept the fucked up things that they do only because I guess when you see them for the first time, you want them. And that's all you can remember, so you just keep going, nevertheless, as I began to learn how much of a cat I was <laughs> uh was towards uh the end of the relationship where you know i i some wool was being pulled over my eyes, really some wool some, uh, some wool um and not the expensive kind, mind you. <laughs> just any old just any old wool they could find. Oh,
1: but uh um,
3: the polyester blend. <laughs> the polyester blend wool. <laughs> and you know, I really trusted this person and you know, began to find out some things that they were doing behind my back. Was with... he sleeping around? Yeah, he was. And also it like it
0: is, bitch.
3: And also entertaining exes of his that maybe came before me. That's so common, oh. and it is common. Uh, I'm one of them, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's understandable. Uh, I guess that was my first experience with betrayal in a romantic relationship. Oh, so how do you? Ooh. So how do you handle this? Well, it wasn't my first experience. It but was my first. To that extent, because it was disrespectful. Mm I had a failed relationship before, but it was more of a nature thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. And this
1: was a defining moment for you?
3: It was a defining moment for me because I was out one pride and he was actually there with me. And bitch, I met this guy from Miami who was (laughs) (laughs) completely, you know head over heels for me and bitch I met him you know in the bathroom um you know doing your one of your drunken nights at pride you know you're there four or five hours or whatever and I was separate from him and I met him and I got his number I shouldn't have but I was upset and this that was lingering and I met him um and to make this long story short he basically Flew me out there to Miami, took care of me for a week, did whatever I told him to. Oh,
0: bitch! You was getting
3: treated like a. Did whatever I told him mm-hmm. to. At that moment, you know the things that it, it's 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 an experience with someone else that can really teach you what you're worth. Yes, And and, right. and not that you know you depend on someone else for that gratification. It's just that. When you're with a son of a bitch, or when you're with someone who uh, feels like they're turning it on your time, as a black butch queen, as a faggot, as everything that you are, you really have to take back control and let that queen know. Spoken like a true Aries. Don't... (laughs) try me because i will replace you with better who will treat me better who will do more who will be there for me who's genuinely interested in me who is not a whore who's not a perpetrator and who's not someone that would trick someone into feel like into in believing that they love them so bitch i learned Uh that i was a motherfucking cat when i flew down to miami and he picked (laughs) me the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) And told me what you want to (laughs) do. Because, baby, I had never been treated like that. And the thing was, I wasn't even that interested. But just the fact that he was treating me like that, baby, it was giving, sweetie, I don't ever have to deal with this bullshit again. And I won't. And I won't. you won't ever again. I won't ever again. Yeah. Ever. That's when I knew I was a motherfucking cat and I couldn't be smitten by a kitten <laughs> who basically, Ooh. ever since me, has never gotten over it. Okay. But oh. that's that's how it goes. And God bless him. No. But honestly, well, don't bless him. Well, uh, I, I did. No, he doesn't
1: deserve
3: whatever
0: he him. gets, whatever he deserves from the universe. Uh, and you know, we can't, right. we, I don't think we should
3: deserve to give praise and celebration to people who just simply well, you are know, toxic. He tells me that it's my fault that, you know, because that was the turning so point of a relationship. What, well, he had already, he had already <laughs> did stuff. He did stuff. And then I forgave him and then did that. So to him, so it was it's our your fault. fault
0: for having a giving heart, forgiving, forgiving, forgiving and giving heart. In that moment, because you you were being naive, and he took control of that, and he blamed that on you. Yeah, he said you well, went tell to that he, man he said to you play went down with the, dick and not with your time. And, yeah, okay, oh, bitch, <laughs> because I'm imaginarily choking the shit out of him for being controlling. It's taking me back to a place. That's what it's really doing. And not to my... uh, I'm not implying my last relationship. I'm actually talking about um, one of my (laughs) first gay... (laughs) Bitch, I know some people... No, no, I'm not talking about that. But no, in my first gay few years, I I dated a guy who was very controlling in that manner. and But the dick was good. And I I found myself (laughs) doing stupid shit like traveling 40, 50 blocks away when... public transportation wasn't even running late at night taking the risk of dying in the streets of Chicago just to see him and say at his house when he's doing all these harsh drugs and I didn't even do that type of shit just for some good dick. Damn. Just because I thought I loved him. How old were you? Love
2: will make you I was definitely
0: being um I was underage But that's not not,
2: So
0: So he was a pedophile He was a pedophile But at the time You know what's funny about pedophilia You don't realize When you're 16 When you're 16 that someone's taking advantage of you Until you become the age that they were I know. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I, when I think about the fact that when I was fifteen, almost sixteen, and I lost my eight virginity to somebody that was ten years older than me, uh-uh. I, mine was to over forty. I'm twenty six now, and me oh, thinking and about having sex with a minor like that, I it's could never. It's
3: disgusting. Mine was a forty one, and I was sixteen, and he was forty one. Oh. oh, bitch, that's you the, don't care. That's the fault. Who don't care? Me? You, you didn't care, bitch. You. Who me? At the time, you didn't care. I didn't feel like he was a old man forcing me into it. Into it. That's how we all
0: feel. But it's. But you know what it is. I know. It's the presentation of luxury, having your own the car, the place, the stability, all those things we don't have, and as quiet as kept. Fatherhood is something that we're always searching for, but we find in another person. Yeah. that's so let's shit. end it at that, that because yes, please. deep. No please. Let's end it. Yeah, we're getting deep. But bitch, that's part of what it is. Yeah. Finding
3: the father that we didn't it have is. in another man. Bitch, when I was fuck- fucking him, bitch, I wasn't thinking about that.
0: Oh, you was fucking him in the butt?
3: I was just saying oh. that when we were fucking, I wasn't thinking about daddy issues. Of course it was, not. It was just
2: not neither was I. So
3: he, was he was just
2: no. good. He was
3: just good. It's song.
0: subconscious. It's subconscious. Okay. Okay. You know, at so, that
1: age for you, probably it represented freedom. It represented a whole bunch of things. Being grown.
0: Being grown. Yeah. Taking ownership of your
3: life. Are y'all making me uh-huh. feel. Y'all making me feel better. I know. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, I'm, I'm no, actually speaking from a place don't of being in that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: speaking from a place of being in Don't ever get that
1: twisted. <laughs>
0: because I was fucking nigga. When i girl. a, a micro, you the, Oh, yeah. I, I, what,
1: ooh, what,
3: that's no, people
0: that was 45 plus. I'm not even going to say that. wow. But uh, moving right along, Lindsay. Lindsay. Can, can you say something that's more profound and less vulgar for us?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> well, my story, of course, is a little bit different because, you know, I'm cis and I'm straight and I'm a girl. Um, but I do have a queer experience. I do consider myself queer in my thinking. You know, queer mm-hmm. is defined. Queer, the, the word queer is, I guess, um, loosely defined. As late, I had it up here. Mm-hmm. It's loosely defined as something that is of a questionable nature. No, strange or odd from a conventional viewpoint, usually different. Mm-hmm. And I've basically been in that sort of alignment with my thinking from as young as I can remember. Right. I grew up in a very conservative household. This is true. My mom was Catholic, and my dad, although he didn't practice, he grew up Jehovah Witness, so it was pretty much conservative. Um, my dad was also a Republican up until the day he died.
2: Oh, my God. Um, oh.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a black Republican. Um, and pro-black at the same time. But weird, but that's another subject. Anywho, one, there's two... Things that I can think of that really have, I don't know, me becoming a cat. I'd say I'm a cat now. Um, I wasn't always allied with the community. I'd say that because of the way I grew up. And it's not that my parents said anything in my household. My my parents were very vague about worldly things. You know, I was very sheltered in that way. So when I was around eleven or twelve, um, I used to stay at a friend after school. I went to a parochial school, private school, mm-hmm. and um, one of my girlfriends. We were playing outside. One of my girlfriends brought this boy over. His name was Aaron, and he was golden. Like he had green eyes. He was blonde, which I thought was strange. Like he was black, but. He had blonde hair. I'd, I'd never really seen anyone that looked like that in the hood. And he was what I guess you would call what I'd call now effeminate then. But I didn't think anything of it. No, I mean, it was nothing to me. He saw me turning double dutch and decided that I could not turn. And he was absolutely right. It was something, turn not being able to turn double dutch in the hood. Let me tell you. It was like the bane of my existence. Like, that is I was always, it is a sin. Um, and I was always that girl, that black girl that couldn't get it right. Like, couldn't get <laughs> double ducks right. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of shit right. I was always outside the box. I was not really cool. I was always to myself. I was always reading. Mm-hmm. But I was forced, I was like in this after school thing with one of my girlfriends. Because my, you know, my parents, our parents collectively decided that we should stay at this one girl's house after school. Mm. Ooh. So we were playing outside. Bless <laughs> we were playing
4: outside. <laughs> Let's
1: Aaron, now it became a thing. Aaron would always jump. Like, he could turn. He could jump. It was wonderful because he made our threesome a foursome. Oh, so that meant everybody got Not a turn. Sexually. It was wonderful <laughs> until he got beat up one day. Oh, and bro. I didn't understand why. Mm. Why are they beating Aaron up? He came over to us, bruised and battered. <laughs> My friend at the time, Desiree, was like, well, you know, Aaron acts like a girl. So mm. the boys were, you know... They don't like that he acts like a girl, Lindsay. That's when the light went on. I had never made any distinction about Aaron. It was just another boy playing. Mm-hmm. You know, was, he was playing with us. That's all I thought. Like, I didn't think it was a big deal that he knew how to turn right. and jump rope.
0: You had no concept of, like, the gender spectrum no, at
1: all. Yeah. None of it. Even in my conservative household, but I think it was because I was sheltered. It's not because my parents didn't have homophobic tendencies. It's just because I was sheltered. So Aaron getting beat up was when the light came on. And then, unfortunately, as we got, you know, like, Aaron got beat up, and he continuously got beat up, too. Mm -hmm. And it started to get hairy as we got older. And then one day, I remember, like, he was staring at me, like, almost begging me to say hello. Like, maybe a couple of years had passed, and you know, puberty hit, so we're now like 14. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, the, since my light is on, now I consciously know it's not cool to talk to Aaron. Aaron behaves like a girl. Even though I knew he was a good person and it was always, I always had fun with him, the light came on. So when he saw me, it was like one of those things where, okay, I can't associate with him. So I remember seeing him. We must have been a little bit bigger. And mm-hmm. of course, I paid him. And that was a thing. The second thing that happened was I got a big, like, I got this really cool internship when I was in, in high school. Mm-hmm. I've always written my entire life. Always been in AP English. Always, that's what I do. <laughs> got a chance to be mentored by somebody really cool. Like, we all got mentors in this place. My mentor at the time was a very young James Earl Hardy, and if anybody knows who that is, he is—he was the, I mean, urban LGBT LGBT fiction. He is the guy. He is the guy that actually put that on the map. Mm -hmm. He's a wonderful man. He and when I met him, I was about sixteen or seventeen. And I didn't, you know, he hadn't even written um, "B Boy Blues" yet. Mm -hmm. hadn't even written. He was a young writer. He was, I think, he was writing for a paper or a magazine, like a hot magazine or something like that. And he was to be my mentor. Mm -hmm. Now, I was the was I the only black girl at the time? I may have been. And then I remember my friend Sheila, who went on to write for, like, for um, the Latina, the Latin version of um, Essence. she got a guy, this Spanish guy from the New York Times. And it was a big deal. And I remember being, like, getting along with James so well. Came home, of course. Mm -hmm. My mother. Why did they give you a gay mentor? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, She's like, out of everyone they could have picked, like, why do you have to get the gay mentor (laughs) Mm -hmm. i say this to say that that was another defining moment for me because that is a relationship that i regret to this day that i could have fortified that i could have that could have been very meaningful in my life and -hmm. because i got home and got the response that i got i wasn't able to and i always say you know what Lindsay you should just dm Mr. Hardy and tell him the story, see if he remembers you. I haven't done it yet. But it, it,
4: That's it was, a lot
1: it's to
4: unload.
1: Yeah. It, 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 it's basically one of the things that shaped who I am today. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I was destined to be aligned with the community. But the forces around me, um, I wasn't strong enough to withstand them at that time but now i am i'm older i'm 20 years older as a matter of fact
0: and you very are confident in who ally. i am true i like to the core and i can i can say that with 100% confidence
1: very loyal and faithful mm-hmm. like just loyal and loving and kind and nurturing to the people i love in the community um, and they are the people that motivate me you mm-hmm. know this community this community fortifies me, it motivates me. And, you know, I don't really even know what my purpose is still yet. And and even if it's just to love on the people that I do know or teach people who are ignorant, I'll even take that. That's what makes me, you know, that's some cat shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A cat. And that's what makes your cat, being able to check bitches about their ways and things that you learn from in your past experiences yourself. Right?
4: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I
1: really
0: appreciated Amen. you sharing that. I actually think that it provided balance to.
1: I know. Everything I mean, I never told you that story. I was kind of like saving
0: it. No, no. I, <laughs> yeah, I needed to hear that because honestly, I think you never told me that story in depth like that and i'm surprised i am surprised um so yeah again, thank you thank you i think all of us yeah. can say thank you um i want to thank all of you actually for sharing experiences that may have come from a dark place and may have places you have to revisit Yes, And sometimes that's hard to talk about I said this before Sometimes Ugh. those dark places are hard to go to Because sometimes when you bring them up
1: They're hard to swallow Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. come on, No
0: bitch yes. They're hard to throw up But swallow back down yes. <laughs> Because they yes. got, You're speaking on it But you gotta swallow it back down To a place that's comfortable again You know sometimes mm-hmm. when you're speaking about something You don't realize that it affected you more than you realize. And it takes you to an emotional place. And you can see it very clearly. And you can see it very clearly. But yeah, we're swallowing that back that vomit from that dark place and bitch beyond I will not throw up. I'm a beyond. cat today. <laughs> bitch, I don't got time for that. I'ma lick my fur and move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'm too much of a cat to be smitten by a oh, kitten. By some kitten shit. Wow. I've grown up too that's much. I've grown up too much, and I'm
3: going to teach you hoes a lesson. You could never work me. You could never... Try me. I already am ahead of the game. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You heard that for the comment section, bitch.
0: I'm
2: reading. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I want to wrap this there's up. One I, of my favorite quotes are. What is if it? You stay ready, you ain't never got to get ready. Right. If you stay, stay, stay ready, ready, you ain't got to get ready.
0: And is that in the roles of Tammy? But that's Chronicles of a Butch Queen now. But, but that's the best thing she ever said. It really is. It really is. It is. Okay, again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I really want to thank my co-hosts, Marcus B, Jay Bolin, Lindsay Wagner, and of course myself because I'm a narcissist. I want to thank us all for coming here today and giving this amazing show. I think it can really help anyone that listen, and hey, you can key cackle and laugh at the hot topic section and you will be hearing from us again in two weeks. So, Comment on the Podbean, www.hardtoswallowpodcast.podbean.com. Comment on that website, or it's going to be coming on the Duncan. iTunes soon. It's already on Stitcher for those who have app, um, ooh, ooh. Android. <laughs> yes. So, yo, you have variety. I'm going to update you guys when it is on Apple and Swallowers. We out. Not that, not that. <laughs>